found out like 15 minutes ago that uh, Michael Jackson was almost in the remake of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I hate that. No, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, he did do the Wiz. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so are we talking about the Tim Burton one that ended up having John Yes. Depp? And I, I like oh. I, the, the backstory was, I guess, like the rumblings of the remake came out and Michael Jackson basically like he like burst into Warner Brothers, at least is how I'm imagining it. it. Was like, you're making a, a Willy Wonka remake? Guess what? I have this soundtrack I just made like right now, not 10, five, 10 years ago. I've been working on my whole life. <laughs> Me, famous person, Michael Jackson. Um, uh, he's like, he's like, I would like to be Charlie, uh, I would like to be Willy Wonka in exchange for this great soundtrack. Oh, no. no, was, no. Warner Brothers is like, that's great. This is an excellent soundtrack. But how about you not play Willy Wonka? Yeah. Right, because and we keep the yeah. music, and you act like you gain something from this. <laughs> leaving Neverland. Uh, no thanks. How close was this to his court case? I don't know. It would have been right after. At least production yeah. would have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah that come out. That movie came out in two thousand five. Um, his trial. It started. All that stuff started in 02. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's so, probably why he wasn't okay. in it. <laughs> so actually, hold on. On June 13th, 2005, Jackson was acquitted on all counts. Oh, okay. So in the middle it of was it. Was <laughs> oh, I was going to say, is he fucking crazy? Yes, he was fucking crazy. It was during his trial. <laughs> what if he oh like Part of me thinks he's doing, he did that ironically. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like he probably would... fucking he probably walked up to Warner Brothers with a fucking red carpet with a cane and rolled into their office and took off his hat and was like, "It's me, Michael." Well, he basically was Willy Wonka. It's just all the creepiness of that entire story was real. He was Willy Wonka in all the wrong ways. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get what I was listening to is they. I think that was one of the reasons why Warner Brothers was like, Ooh, "No, like." Like it's too on the nose. Also, like there's been talk about you perpetrating child abuse, and you want to start in a movie where uh, an eccentric factory owner essentially kills a bunch of children. I feel like <laughs> the joke out there when he said "too on the nose." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, God damn it. Also, it, it goes with my personal theory that he actually was a serial killer, and we just don't know about any of his victims yet. I mean, so. it, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think he's like. He was put together enough to kill people. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. My my theory would work a lot better if it was the turn of the century, the 1800s and early 1900s. Are, are you saying he's a Jack the Ripper candidate? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, like or or even the the guy who uh, the doctor who basically ran Hollywood with all the blackmail he had on people. Oh, you mean that how much? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. The, yeah, the guy who definitely is responsible for that. Um, like, he's very much that kind of figure, and I think it would be harder for him to get away with it. But at the same time, if you look at the... Just based off of listening to people talking about that documentary that HBO did, he had an infrastructure that seemed very well built for child molestation. Oh, yeah. Um, and building on top of that infrastructure a way to kill people doesn't seem that implausible Man, to me. I don't I don't want to watch this documentary, but I feel like I have to. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. I watched 
it's rough. I watched yeah. the other one, which was really crazy, which was the what was it called? Abducted in plain sight. Yeah. Okay. I was that was I the next one I was to mention. And here's the thing yeah. with that. Like, oh fuck off. Who put that in the chat? I did. <laughs> God, God damn it. God damn it. That's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, uh. Um that one, so I was like, I heard about it. And he, here's that documentary is a hard sell if you're just telling people what's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because I was talking to someone at work, and they're like, yeah, abducted in plain sight, son. I'm like, what's that? And they go, it's a doctor in a house that gives the father a handy and sleeps with the woman, then kidnaps the daughter. I'm like, why would you watch that? Yeah, except they, <laughs> they mixed up the order of that. Whatever. I <laughs> And I forgot to mention the aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just gets worse. Yeah, the worst part of that documentary is, is like after a certain point, you're just like, why? 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 Why are this? Why it it this sounds so- like a lot of things that have like situations where there's like an instant problem solver, where it's like, hey, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> and like, the, the out of here. people who were responsible for a younger human that were like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Well, there's a big part of it that is that they were Mormons, I believe. Yes, I think because I, I listened to a podcast talking about it. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're Mormons. Uh, Why is the roadmap between Mormons and aliens so fucking short? Uh, aliens I don't know. the narrative of the religion very well. That I mean, yes, that's true. That's like true. it's very, it's not a short, it's not a short or long jump from uh, everybody gets their own planet when they die to aliens exist. Like, I guess uh, not. So yeah. yeah. Religion is based on like a thirteen-year-old con artist, right? Who yeah, talked about golden plates that yeah, nobody you know, I, always, seen. I always imagine him as an adult, but then I think about it, and I'm like, he probably wasn't. <laughs> no, no, he was a teenager. He was like fifteen or sixteen. Oh, for fuck's sake! Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are uh, golden plates in the forest. Also, you got to remember, this is the time of like the old west and like westward expansion and all that stuff. So, like. The way he's dressed is very like Red Dead, um, yeah. and yeah. So there's a whole outfit there, and it all makes sense when you're like, "Oh, he's just a religious snake oil salesman." That's well, all. Yeah. He he's also 13 years old. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm gonna look up exactly how old he is. It was when he started all this. Because like, if even a 13 year old today came up to me and like was talking about golden plates he found in the forest, I would beat the fuck out of the kid. <laughs> no, just Pro- produce them. I can't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I'm so glad we started on this end and then snowballed into that because uh, uh-huh. we went to uh, Ashley's uh, parents' house and her 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 dad and like his buddy and when his uncles when her his brothers come over like Ashley's uncles, it becomes just a a, a room encompassing conversation about conspiracy theories and bullshit like that. And uh-huh. I get over there and he's watching something called. Alien Highway. Oh, which sounds like something you find in the bottom of a fucking uh, Netflix catalog. I think I've seen it. I wanted I wanted you to say that he was watching the Stan Romanek documentary oh. because <laughs> no, but but like they these it's like it has to come up somewhere where I'm like um it's and it's funny because it came through the white noise of the room. It was like blah, 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 whatever people were talking Skinwalker Ranch. I'm like oh who the fuck said it. <laughs> I'm like, who? Of course, you had to say it, right? 
Yeah. And it was it was them like I'm not sure what they were doing. They were they had some kind of night vision camera on this uh, snowy highway, and they they had these hyperbolic reactions to everything they saw, including a bus. Um, <laughs> like it came through real fast. They're like, "Whoa!" Um, as if it was coming at them through the screen. <laughs> oh, I did the math. He was 17. Yeah. He's still too young to be believed. Um, yeah. But remember, it's the 1820s, yeah. and people still are okay with slavery. And so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for like another like shit. Twenty years. years after he dies, and, it's, uh, and there's still a whole war to be fought about. The weirdest part of like that whole thing with the Mormon Church is like a lot of our information about DNA and the genome is because of them. Yeah, they're super yeah. transhumanism. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yes, that yeah, they are. But like their entire thing was trying like the one of the richest people in the world was a Mormon. I think mm-hmm. or, I don't know if he is still alive. So he paid to have the human genome mapped to prove that Native Americans were the lost tra- uh, uh, tribe of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably <laughs> a lot of weird stuff like that. Or it's yeah. like or it's like Mormons in in a weird way they're they're ultra conservative in some ways, but they're also oddly liberal in yeah. a lot of other ways. So he funded um, a science experiment to prove himself right and then proved himself wrong. Yes, he proved himself wrong, but it's also why we know that Native Americans are actually like they proved the Lambridge theory too. What a because they have share the same DNA as like uh, East Asians. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, job, Hunter was saying they're like really big in the transhumanism. Yeah, they're, they're like. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. So, like, like the show The Expanse, which I think I've talked about on here before. uh, One of the big, like, running jokes throughout the show is that the Mormons are all of them are in space. Like, they have (laughs) the biggest ships and they have the most money, and they build this giant ship that's bigger than anybody else's. So it's like like someone whispered, "We're going to space," and they were like, "Not before we are, motherfucker." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the fuck out of the way. We've been thinking about this for a long time. Yeah, and they're building a ship to go to uh, like Zion. Yeah, we, Zion. We already built a ship. Get out of the way. Space Israel. <laughs> yes, and it's got its own gravity. Like it, it's insane, but it's like, yeah, that's probably what would happen if if we if we really started going into space. Um, but, uh, so so this TV show. Um, I wanted to get to this part because it was where uh, it was. It's where. And I've said before, anything related to Skinwalker Ranch even makes me, like, who's kind of a healthy optimist, go, fuck off. Um, <laughs> of, like, what's clearly a bunch of missing frames occurs, and then, like, a coyote or a dog, it's very, very clearly a fucking coyote or a dog or a wolf. Yeah. Walks halfway through frame, and they're all like, <laughs> I mean, phase aliens. So, so here's the thing. The stories about Skinwalker Ranch have kind of poisoned the well, I think, in that department yeah. where you can kind of go there and like hyper react to things. It's it's kind of like a I can't remember the name, but it's like if you decided to do a video about the Japanese death forest um, and oh, just well, overreact, well. yeah, to everything that you see, and yeah, uh, it would be, what? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And. Uh, People would probably watch that and enjoy it because they've been hyped to believe all kinds of stuff. And like, well, I, I mean, of course they thing. do because when Frank opened up the TV guide, it was like, I feel like these are all fictional titles because, I, first of all, there's way, <laughs> there's way too many of these fucking shows because and they're just on in like a never ending block. Wait, he opened up a physical TV guide or the guide on the TV? The guide on the TV. No, he's not okay. that old. 
I was gonna say I, I didn't know they made those still. I kind of no, 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 like like the digital <laughs> yeah. guide, like the fucking the yeah. Yeah. But I um, it was like, like in newspapers. It was like <laughs> it was like Alien Highway, UFO Country. Like I'm like, these sound like sci-fi movie titles. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, sci-fi like channel, not the genre. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they like pair the production crews and they like shoot them at the same time. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? That's like my favorite thing, kind of um, from listening to Rogan because he did that show for a season. The mm-hmm. was called, what it was called, but he's like Joe Rogan questions everything or something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the title. And he's just like, yeah, it's like it's. It, he said it was like one of the most brutal things he had to do. Because all he had to do was sit and talk to crazy, lonely white people. He's like, yeah. you know what you see before you see a Sasquatch? When you go squatching, you'll see a Squatch before you see a black person. They just don't exist. <laughs> 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 That's got to be really disheartening for someone like him because he's he's really into that shit. Oh, yeah. He said it completely. Was, yeah. he's, like, he's like, I am now cured of like a bunch of the conspiracies and those things mm-hmm. that I thought from doing that show. Yeah, he turned on a bunch of stuff. He was like, "Yeah, that's that's not it's not anything. There's a logical explanation." But then there are other things that he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I really I have no idea." Um, the one of the contrails, like he oh, contrails, he's completely like that, that's so dumb. The one that yeah. was interesting, you say chemtrails? Yeah, chemtrails oh, and contrails. Yeah. yeah, most of those things, like the the government ones doing stuff, is people. With a complete lack of understanding of science and technology right. and how it works. Yeah, and then there's HARP, which is 100% real. We just don't know what it actually does. So, well, and they do actually like, in the Middle East. They actually do cloud seeding. Like that's a real thing. Like they have yeah. to. They do it in yeah. Dubai. Yeah, and they do it in Dubai and Saudi Arabia with all that awesome uh, WWE money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, no, well, no. Because... They, they, here's the thing. they are paying the WWE to come over. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, and they signed it's like twelve hundred million dollars a year. Well, they got lots of yeah. money to throw around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's what it is, and that's what that's what everyone's fucking pissed about. Pissed at Vince about. He's like, he's like, your fucking wrestlers are literally cattle right now. Like you, yep. you and like, uh, word came out from that show that a lot of people didn't want to fucking go. Most of them didn't want to go, but a lot of them were also like, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Like I can't, I, I have no say in going to this country um, that won't allow like my wife to wrestle on the show because she's a woman and also still beheads people on the street for being gay. Like, yeah, I'm sure like a bunch of them also had to hide like their personal religious beliefs and stuff like that. And Sami Zayn, who is of uh, Syrian descent, was told well, the, the Saudi government told Vince, yeah, he's not allowed here. And, yeah. Vince, and Vince was like, you got it. Like, yeah, but Vince wants to be Disney, right? He wants to be Disney, you know, that company that is he's, pulling out of states for enacting shitty laws. But, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, like he, that's he really wants to be. He really walks that line with the sports thing, though, because he does also want some of that sports stuff. He wants to be talked about of like the that's, that's part of the problem. He doesn't know what the fuck his company actually is anymore because yeah, it was a it was a wrestling company. But then if you said wrestling after the year two thousand one, no, no, no. We're not a wrestling company. I don't know what you're talking about. We're a sports entertainment industry. Well, they also because, had the, the name. Well, that will also because uh, now from what I've learned in the past few years, like th- things like what did uh, what did Dean Ambrose say in that uh, that 
that quote I pulled. Oh, you have to watch your language around, around Vince because he'll turn language into props. Yeah. I guess basically what it was, if you see, if you use certain verbiage around him, he's going to, he's going to weaponize it in some stupid way. And then, so he does the same thing with like, like certain words are bad, but use this. I'm like, okay, but that's a six word version of saying this word. Right. Why are we doing this? Like, like, I'm like calling so a burrito a meat wrap. A meat wrap. This man calls burritos meat wraps. I will never yeah. get over this. Yeah. Uh, a title it's a championship belt yeah <laughs> it's so dumb it's so dumb i don't uh i don't know if the wwe has a board but they need a board they do because they're <laughs> they, they they went public in it's like five or six years ago no uh, it was longer than that uh um, that was 2014 it was early yeah i think it was early 2000s i feel like no, like, no, no, no. I, I'm mixing my timelines wrong. That they had the the, the network in like yeah, public. yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. And there's a board for that, like, right? There's a board, but like those, those they don't have enough power. He owns people can't fucking control that guy. Yeah. Also, one of them. Okay, so here's part of it. Steph and H are both on the board, uh, <laughs> and then the other people are <laughs> Kevin Dunn, Michelle D. Oh, Wilson, come on, and George Barrios. So he owns. Uh, I mean, the board is pretend correctly. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing about he Kevin has half the board. <laughs> Here's the thing about Kevin Dunn that people who who don't really like follow wrestling's intently need to know. Kevin Dunn is only in the place he is now, not because he's a good TV producer, because anybody who studies TV production will watch an episode of WWE and go, "This is trash." Um. Uh, he can't film an action. He can't direct an action sequence or produce one from the truck to save his life. His idea of shaky cam is to zoom in and out a bunch of times. Um, oh, okay. And I make your know. audience physically ill. Um, but uh, I guess he's way back when there was some kind of fire in a car, um, and a bunch of like of their tapes were in there, and he saved them. So that means he is impervious to any form of discipline or losing his job. Ever. That is the story. He is he is like basically invincible because of just that one thing. He can fuck up left and right and just be there until he's dead. <laughs> so as long as Vince has a pulse anyway. Right. Which is probably going to be forever. There's also great stories about how Jim Cornette reached across the table during a writing's meeting or a writer's meeting, uh, made it a point to make fun of Kevin Dunn's very large front teeth, called him a beaver, um, which apparently Kevin Dunn had a nervous breakdown and sobbed over, um, and then <laughs> threatened to beat him within an inch of his life in front of everyone in that room. <laughs> and it wasn't the first time he'd done this. He has some very colorful language about Kevin Dunn. Mm. And uh -huh. Vince Russo. Yeah, anyways, Vince owns this board and he can do whatever he wants. So yeah, yeah that's why. It's it's all it's people are gonna say yes to him no matter what. Like Well, yeah. until people start leaving in Mastro, like talent starts leaving in Mastro's <laughs> to other companies, which is happening. And it, well, well even, even if those other three people who I mentioned turn against him, like I feel like Steph and H he can maybe get one of them to turn like turn against him. But I feel I like one of them will always be Triple H. Probably. <laughs> it's going to be Triple H. 
it would it would become more, and this goes to like our chat conversation of what happened in Russia when like Putin stepped down and then somebody else came in as the president for like two years, and then he's like, "No, you're doing a bad job. I need to come back." Like that happened. happened. Also, he was prime minister, so yes. basically, <laughs> it was just like <laughs> he took a slightly lower position, but like, yeah, he still is like the richest man on earth. Yeah, probably. Vincent well, stopped I, being. I, I didn't know he did that, Putin. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. And he then took, he, so he, he stepped down and then was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, he stepped down to yep. another position. And he was and just like, get out of my chair. Yeah, it was for yep. two years. And he's like, nah, you're fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That whole thing, I can't, I think it's the uh, hardcore history. I think he did like a whole thing on the oligarchies I listened to. And it's so interesting. Also, I'm on a. I'm kind of on a, a, a kick with that lately, so I'll have to look that up. I actually yeah. watched something called Oversim- uh, Oversimplified. Yeah, it's really oh, yeah. good. A lot of it is about like how Putin was picked because they thought he'd be a pushover, and that he basically killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, hang on, hang on. Come on, Russia. Well, this is like the previous. This is like the this main comment before. Yeah. Well, also, there's a lot of stuff like so the Russian apartment. Uh, bombings, which is their equivalent to 9-11, which started the Chechenian Wars. Um, nobody knows about the Chechenian Wars here in America because they weren't covered because they were happening at the same time as uh, invading uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. I've only ever heard them, heard them like brought up, but I've never uh, taken the time to look into them. I probably should. Um, yeah. Well, they've had a bunch of terrorist attacks. There was like the one that was in like, a theater that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, but the so the apartment bombings, one of the bombings was announced on TV days before it happened. Oh no! Uh, oh, so somebody, uh, you mean like <laughs> you mean like Parkland was here, right? Yeah. Like a news, like a, like a like a news anchor, like said this building has been bombed, and then they pulled that footage and it was deleted, but people saw it, so they know it happened. And days later, that building blew up. Uh, from a bomb in an apartment, like a improvised explosive. So yeah, like it's most likely a fake bombing that Putin set up, like a false flag attack to start a war with Chechnya. So mm-hmm. yeah, wow, yeah. yeah, he's done some. That's like it goes back to the other thing I said in the chat was, if you watch, I think it was in HBO Real Sports on the Olympics. I think it was either the Olymp. They did like two. One was on. The no, Olympic now, and one was on the IOC, I think. Mm-hmm. The only coverage of, from that, like that wasn't the games I ever saw, was the condition the Olympians were staying yes. in, because that was consuming the headlines. Yeah, which if one of the things of the IOC is like, look where they do these uh, Olympic games. You had Sochi; they were in China, like uh, in Beijing, a couple years ago, and they're going back to China in like two years. And then weren't they trying to? You know, FIFA was putting one in in Qatar. And then they were also the oh there was an Olympics in Rio. It's like they put them all in these countries where there's like the most corrupt governments that will just do whatever they want because they just don't give a shit about the people. And they're totally not for profit organization. The Olympics, uh, yeah, it's mm. it's a complete horseshit thing. But yeah, like the Sochi trying to get the Olympics was like a huge thing because they were able to put a shit ton of people to work and then show off the power of like Russia to the world. And it's what yeah. kept them in power. I mean, the Olympics are basically just a stand-in for 
war, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a war parade kind of thing. Yeah, like that's that's what it is. Because the amount of money that they spend on the Olympics, it's pretty similar to what you spend ramping up to going to war with another country. Yeah, well, for for countries that are not like highly, yeah, like. Well, and Hitler saw the Olympics around his time as a chance to be like, "Watch, the black man is inferior." Shit. Right. Arms crossed the whole time. Just with a friend. well, they didn't really care about black people. There were black people in Europe, basically, at that point in time. Right. I, yeah. It was really just like a. It was. It was like it's Russian superiority with all their amazing steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm building a habitat for wolves. Um, as because. <laughs> Yeah, you know, all the Ivan Drago wolf. Well, that's when the funny uh, thing is, like, all those records from the Olympics only got broken, I think, in the last couple, especially the track ones, and it's been by all these Jamaican teams where they all got popular for their reds, too. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. I had a thought, and it's gone. Um, no, uh, what was that channel called again? Wow. Uh, oh, the podcast? That was about Hardcore History? Oh, okay. Yeah, the other thing, the Olympics thing, was on um, Real Sports from HBO with Brian Gumble. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched a bunch of history buff stuff I hadn't caught up with yet, and that guy's fantastic. Um, and if you want, if you want a good time, just watch a video where he's watching a Mel Gibson movie. Um, <laughs> oh, he did, like Mel Gibson is that guy's fucking enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Both, I didn't like. I like. I knew there were liberties taken with Braveheart. I didn't know that. Like. The movie is just like oh, it's completely yeah. like, like Harrison Fording the story of Braveheart. It's yeah. like it's like horseshit. Like it's it's it's, it's the same utter thing. Horseshit. It's the same thing they did with like um, even though the movie is really good. What was the one with Steve Carell and the Duponts? Oh, oh uh, yeah, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Like that is a that is from everything I've heard. Like com- almost completely horseshit the way that they make it seem like uh, Channing Tatum is like kind of almost gay for pay, like in a way that they're like really tongue in cheek. Like none of that shit happened. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the Hollywood yeah. like the Hollywooding of stuff. It's, yeah, it's really tricky. You don't know where the I I don't really know where the line is with that. I know that with with a subject matter where. We don't know all the details. I'm definitely more comfortable with it. Like Vikings, for example. That mm-hmm. show takes a hell of a ton of liberties. But we don't actually know what happened in a lot of those cases. Like, we don't know the specific details of how things went down. I, w- I was going to say, um, it's funny you say that, because the the oversimplified video I watched was, uh, and I was talking about this the other day, the, the Three Kingdoms era. And I didn't know that, I guess... Generally speaking, a lot of what supposedly happened during that era may be totally bullshit because of how absurd the whole thing got. Wait, wait, wait. are you telling yeah. me Dynasty Warriors is not a documentary? I'm telling you, <laughs> Dynasty Warriors is real and real history is fake. That's um, right. You're right. <laughs> exactly. This is true. They, they, all, had, they all had magic and big headpieces. Also, <laughs> cool weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, like, for example, nobody actually really knows what happened in England from the fall of Rome to the Norman invasion. We have some ideas of what was going on, 
and some accounts, but like there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's just missing, which is why like nobody can confirm that there was actually a King Arthur. Um, but there's just as you can just as easily argue that there was a King Arthur. So it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I, I think I mentioned the other day too. I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and there's, I guess, there's a landmark where Theseus died in Greece. I was like, I didn't know y'all recognized Theseus as a person. Oh, well, okay. So what happens with that stuff is that the Greeks recognized those people, those demigods, as their ancestors. Well, uh, it's also a lot of like historical figures. Historical people were turned into demigods too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you had an ancestor who was kind of similar to Perseus, you could claim you were related to Perseus. I just like that uh, Theseus, like, his story, the man who got out of the labyrinth, the man who killed the Minotaur, ends because someone's like, Theseus, your sandals aren't selling us anymore. I'm throwing you off this cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just he wasn't popular anymore, so someone mm -hmm. murdered him. Yeah, but there's some, it's like not just Greek, because there's like... um. What is there's like a Jet Li movie that's like one of those historic things? Oh, Fearless. Yeah, Fearless. Is is, yeah, Fearless is. I think it's Fearless is. Um, is that the one where you have to get within like a hundred paces or something like that to do a no, special that's, combo that's move? Hero, and I fucking love that. Movie. That movie's awesome, but that's basically supposed to be historically fact, like yeah. based on like historical. Well, I think it's what it's based, it's based on. I think, um, certain aspects of how china ran at the time but i don't think it's based on one particular man um i think I just, it's based, it's based on out, like a fable i just found out that apparently in that time period you were not to walk in the presence of the emperor you were to trot and i don't know how you you you, you qualify a walker trot like wait like a horse like i don't know like you're supposed like like Please don't I, run in front of the emperor. Okay, I'll walk. Please don't walk in front of the emperor. What am I supposed to fucking do? I you think because like if you're try, walking, you please demonstrate. I think because if you're walking, then you're like, are you up to something? Like you're like, you're, I guess hanging you're, around too much. You could not be seen as doing anything that would even be considered suspect. Yeah, mm. which yeah. is weird because I also learned through this Three Kingdoms thing about something called court culture in China, which is I guess was. They had all these fucking eunuchs that would work for all these child yeah. kings and uh or child emperors. And because like child emperors were habitually put in power well before they were supposed to, because their dad would walk up and go, Hi son, I'm Emperor. I know I haven't been around too long, and now I've died. They drink themselves to death. Yeah, or they have a heart attack or a stroke, or they die at 45 because it was I like, you know, too hard to yeah, <laughs> I hate you, son. Here's my last word. Um, but then as soon as these these emperors die, the fucking eunuchs swoop in and go, hello, six-year-old. Would you like an apple? Would you like to change the company, the country policy? Yes, you do. Well, it's the same stuff that happened in Egypt a couple of times. But yeah, to go with what you're saying, like that's kind of what happened and why the Mongol um, like entire horde fell apart. Yes, they, they mentioned that. Because um, yeah, he, uh, or Genghis Khan, like, was is recognized as a Chinese emperor. He yeah. basically united the entire eastern part of the world. Like he conquered all yeah. the way. He got through Russia and was like marching on Germany. Or one of his troops yeah. was marching on Germany, not him, when he died. And the only reason they did not conquer Europe was because he died. Well, and, yeah, and the only reason his empire didn't really it didn't like reach those heights again. 
Yeah, because of kids and like. Yeah, his son died before he could name a successor. Mm-hmm. So, because his son died when he was like 35 from being an alcoholic. And, yes. and in the way that they worked, it was like a democracy sort of. So, all the heads of the families would have to come together and vote on a leader. So, they'd have to leave all their fronts and come all the way back to Mongolia. Right. Oh, God. And my yeah. understanding is that they didn't like, they didn't pick one successor. No, his his exactly. son, uh, yeah, Kublai Khan did not pick his successor before he died. So then the he was split into two different groups. Mm-hmm. And one of them converted to Islam, and the other didn't. Yeah. Uh, which also caused problems. Yeah. So which again, to go to hardcore history, that is the best one he's ever done because they talk about there's like some written stuff from like Russians. Uh, or not from oh. Russia, from like Germans who were like kind of moving around talking to Russians. They're like, Yeah, don't go east. There's these fucking crazy people on horses that will just destroy the shit out of you. You're like, <laughs> okay, you know, whatever you're talking about. And then just one day they showed up like on the wall, like at the walls in like, like outside of Germany. They're like, What the shit is going on? What is that? It's awful close. Well, like one of the things that was also about them is that they were kind of like the real life Borg. Like they would just assimilate people, be if they thought like their anything yeah. about them was worthwhile. Yeah. But if you also pissed off, if you pissed off the con, uh, you were erased from history. Oh. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons historians say why Afghanistan is w- the way it is today. Because uh, they pissed the whoever was the con at the time, like pissed, or the um, the shot at the time in Afghanistan pissed off Genghis Khan. So he's like. All right, we're gonna kill everybody. We'll leave. Then they wait like four days, and then when people start coming out to bury their dead, they come back and they kill all those people. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and then they burned. They threw all of their writing into the river, and then just burned everything to the ground. Jesus! Oh and erased God. them from history. So they're like, yeah, basically they took an entire like a rising what you see in like Aladdin, like this Arabian like continent, and they put it back to the Stone Ages. Yeah. Fuck, man! Like nothing about history can ever just be like, "Hey, it was no big deal." Like everything, everything. Well, it's, is it's, yeah. it's why, like, it's what I go to. I'm going back to school for because, like, it is like the most hardcore stories in existence are real. Yeah, and actually, history is crazy. The whole, the whole Three Kingdoms thing. It's even as ridiculous as I as I imagined to be, just based on like growing up around stuff that was constantly adapting that into some form of piece of entertainment. Um, I guess. The Yellow Turban Rebellion was far worse than I thought it was. Uh, and it was like, it was millions of people. And so, like, the, I guess whoever the reigning emperor was had to, like, they sent out, a, like, we need every fucking warlord in the country. And it was like that Gary Oldman thing from The Professional. Get me everybody. We need everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Uh, and I guess like all of them were like, all right, there's a fucking rebellion, and all of them showed up and they fucking stomped this rebellion so <laughs> hard. <laughs> well, so they so like, I think it's like a couple of times like China, including like the Mongolians, have changed like ecologically, like the Earth. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, well, Genghis Khan uh, was partially responsible for most of the deaths that are attributed to the Black Plague. Yeah. Basically, was, they, they can tell when his rule is based on the carbon footprint because yeah, they're exactly. exactly. And uh, what was it? He was um, he was catapulting plague-ridden bodies into port yes. cities while well, people were trying to escape. Well, as we know from, I'm trying to think what movie it was. 
but like human fat is very flammable. Yeah. So they would light bodies on fire and then catapult them into the cities. Yep. Which would basically be like uh like old school old timey uh napalm. Dirty bomb too, because yeah, like it's a dirty bomb and napalm. Depends, like, let's say one of those bodies hits the deck of a ship after sailing through the air and the flame potentially goes out. Congratulations, you now have a charred pile oh. of poop. That's oh, not, well, no, if it falls on the roof in a, like, tight-knit neighborhood, like, yeah. a condensed neighborhood, then you either start a giant fire or everyone's yeah. infected. Now. Or everyone's sick. Yeah. I also read that the uh, I read that the line from uh, 300 and the, I guess the lines from uh, like various writings on Thermopylae was uh, Perseus's army was Perseus Xerxes's army was so massive that it actually drank rivers dry and I guess that's true. Yeah, um, that his army was so massive they were not just drinking rivers dry but they were uh, changing the, like the like the bedding of rivers because of just how many fucking things were moving through them. Yeah, they cut literal paths through the mountains. Well, it's not just that they they built a bridge in a week, um, not, <laughs> and not just like a bridge, like oh, that's amazing, but like a bridge across a sea, um, like a bridge made out of pontoon. They're, they're fucking taking it apart as they put it up. Like <laughs> that's what you can do with like a million people, like Arby, yeah. or whatever he yeah. had. Yeah, they marched fucking elephants through the like the Alps and came yeah. down. You know, the elephants are like, we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> like that's where like you get like the stories. It's like oh, like people like um or like Bible stuff, or it was like oh, like behemoths and all these mystical creatures. And to go back to what we're talking, it's like um, it's a fucking elephant. If you've never yeah. seen an elephant before, like your brain would fucking explode. And mm-hmm. that's and, I, and like I know people who can't understand the idea that 300 is supposed to be a, a an exaggerated version. And at one time I said this, I think it was actually at my ex girlfriend's house, and her neighbor was drunk as fuck. And he's like, "You're stupid. None of this shit ever happened." I just walked away from me. I'm like, I didn't say there was fucking monsters with sword hands, you idiots. Like, right? There were Greeks. There was a Sparta and an Athens. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Don. Greece is a fictional place. I remember uh, yeah. my, uh, my, my world history teacher back in high school told me the story about uh, Spartans. Like, you know the scene in 300 where he kicks the messenger down the well? Yes. Yeah, but this so, is Spartan. So apparently, what actually happened, or what is assumed happened, was they fucked up and killed him by accident. And they were yeah. like, oh, fuck. So they said... They sent another messenger back to be like, uh, sorry, we killed the other dude. <laughs> like, that whole, the whole them killing the messengers thing is them just, like, fucking up and, like, getting so angry and killing a Well, messenger. I, I read, I've read other things that w- might contradict that because I guess when they sent messengers to Greece, and I can't remember what, I think it was actually Sparta, um, to, like, before this whole shit went down, and someone said, if Xerxes conquers your country, you know, no, we spared. We will kill your women. We will kill your children. And I suppose the message they sent back to Xerxes was, if that's it. <laughs> if. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Well, finger like- 300, like you know, thousands of years before it fucking existed. Well, it's like the one thing if you look at either Assassin's Creed or you look at that movie or comic book, it's like, yeah, the Spartans were a different type of people. Like, 
They were kind of dicks. Well, they, they, were, they threw babies if they weren't perfect. They, off of yeah, course. I think I mean, they were kind of. Like, people kinda, really uh, gloss over that. They're like Spartans are awesome. I'm like, yeah, but like there was like a 50 50 chance you'd be thrown off a cliff when you were born. They had ancient time eugenics. Yeah, they're yeah. they're awesome in the way that like uh, Nazi uniforms are awesome. I guess you can. Well, say they're not. They're awesome the way you can respect their their prowess for battle and like. I guess like right. hey, you guys developed a pretty fucking good country, but it's built on lots mm -hmm. of blood, lots of very ethically ambiguous things. Well, and um, then you look at like oh, oh which really culture funny. which culture survived and took over the entire nation? Not Sparta. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you could you could say that Greece is kind of built on like one smaller kingdom in all of Greece, like I like that part. Let's take that. Oh, and let's take that part. And let's take that part. And let's let's make this into an actual country. Yeah. Uh, be, and then they just you know just take over all of India. And well, they also uh, had um, they had slaves who um, they they were just really not shy about just like yeah go kill that guy. Who <laughs> is slave? It doesn't fucking matter. Just kill him. Yeah. Um, I guess, and I guess what are the Agoge? I guess or the Agoge? It's the Goge? Yeah. What are the um? Like the process to become a Spartan soldier was, yeah, yeah. Here's a knife. Go out at night and kill a slave, and don't let anybody see you doing it. Well, so there were two parts of that: go out and kill a slave, and don't get caught, and then sneak into a woman's bedroom and have sex with her, um, regardless of if it's against her will or not. Um, and if she can fight you off, uh, if she, if she can fight you off, you do not become a Spartan soldier. Um, and also, it's your first time ever being with a woman, uh, because uh, having gay sex was part of training as a Spartan. Also, have fun. Women are also trained in combat. <laughs> well, it's like it's because if we die, they're defending this place. Yeah. Well, the, the gay sex was like part of the culture, as well as like the boy sex. Well, no, it wasn't just that. It was it was part of how they fought so well, because a younger man would be paired with an older man. And it would be encouraged that they would fall in love, so that they would be better in battle at protecting each other. Um, well, you say like man, but these are all like twenty-five, and then the younger man is like fifteen. Yeah, my understanding is that it was like forty and twenty, but yeah, or is yeah. And, no, but the, the combat one thing you're talking about, I've heard brought before. Um, and like well, they, I guess there's a story too about how uh, before Thermopylae they were getting ready, and um, Xerxes sent spies over, and they came back and said, "Well, what does those look like?" They go, I, "We're confused. They're braiding their hair. They're oiling each other up. We don't know what's happening. We think they're a bunch of pushovers." Yeah, yeah they thought that they were fighting uh, metrosexuals or something like that. Like, well, yeah. it actually ties into something that's like apparently a thing that happens even today is that so you know how like army bases work where they have like the housing for the families. Mm -hmm. They all live in the neighborhood. Apparently, it's a thing that if people are in the same unit, that they kind of swap around in order for like everybody to kind of like that they're one giant family. Oh, and that's like part of the culture. Weird. Yeah. So that like you care about like so that every woman cares about every man, and then every man uh, cares about taking care of the families when they get back. It's that's a disgusting way to go about it. Just have the same level of empathy from one person to the next. Yeah. Of, um, so, like, if somebody, like, if someone doesn't come back, you're all one giant family, and you all care about each other. You're all upset about it. And you all have the same reaction to it. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, because if you go back to earlier in history, like, there's not really a, an account of war the way that it grew to be later on, because everybody was like literally family. 
even people in other tribes, they might have been family. So, yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. But the whole the whole man the man on man thing, like or man and boy, um, it always bothered me in the movie Three Hundred when uh, Leonidas is like, "Oh, the Athenians, well, those boy lovers." Oh, oh yeah. right. And he said, "I'm like." Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot of that is like lines from the comics. So yeah, I that, 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 that I, came from Frank Miller. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Frank Miller shit. Who, who is such a stupid edge lord, but he's like, the Athenians? Me, you're gay. I mean, the guy who wrote a book called the, uh, what was it? It's not the Superior Race. What is it called? Oh, okay. Oh, Mark Knight 3, The Master Race. How did no one see that as problematic? <laughs> I, no, I saw it. I was like, Wait, what? The <laughs> oh no, I think the people paid to let these things come out, you know, as books. And I think he has another book questionable choice. Is that what you're saying? Well, like he, it's it's like he, he brought this to the same people he brought holy terror to, and they were like, What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't do this. And he's like, I'll do it anyway. And then <laughs> And he's doing another book for them soon, I think. Uh, stop giving more work. It's because he made the one book that everyone thinks of when they think of Batman. I mean, you're, you're right. <laughs> you're correct, but at the same time, like, if George Lucas announced he was coming back to filmmaking, nobody would let him do it. <laughs> no, you're you know that you're wrong. There are several studios. I thought you were going with that, but it was still yes. good. But like. Well, I, I, you tell me Sony wouldn't give him shit? Paramount? Universal? If he comes to them with a movie that that you would expect from, like, prime George Lucas, right? That's one thing. I don't know. I think just, like, slapping that name on it is, like, enough for those companies. George Lucas presents Batman. Um, well, yeah. You wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't let him. Right. But, like, so... He still is making movies. He's just not releasing them to the public. It's like a lot of like uh, footage of waves edited with footage of trees with music and like all kinds of weird light effects and stuff. Because so he's a YouTuber. Oh, you stole it. If he was like, I want to do a cinematic version of that, uh, and he went to one of the big studios, they wouldn't let him do it. That's equivalent to what Frank Miller is doing, as far as I'm concerned. He's making the most Frank Miller thing that he can. Yeah, he's putting Batman on it, but it's still him spreading his very questionable politics. Through. And uh, let me tell you something: if you are, have you even have you ever cracked open like either digitally or physically Holy Terror? Not like like the actual book called Holy Terror, the one that was one that was had the I, Batman name removed from it. I looked into it after you showed us a bunch of stuff from it because I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't get more than a couple pages in. Well, first of all, um, it's physically uh, uncomfortable to even glance at because it's like he, he – the art is – it's black and white, and he, he fucking fills every panel with bullshit. So I'm like, I can't even tell what's a person, what's a building, what's raindrops – and what's blood in this picture? I can't tell them all apart. Um, it's yeah. also written like a 13-year-old. It's written like a 13-year-old imagines how, like, like a, a very, very hormonal 13-year-old would write a Batman and Catwoman comic. You mean the guy who wrote a Nazi that has, like, swastika pasties on her nipples? Oh, for God's sake. I keep forgetting about that part in Dark Knight Returns. 
Mostly oh, yeah. because, like, I think in my head, I just imagining Batman just fucking knocks her out, and that's the first and last. He doesn't even fight her. It's the cop, right? I don't remember because he dresses because somehow Bruce shrinks his old burly ass down into a tiny old woman disguise, and then just like bursts out of this tiny old woman disguise and like full yeah. old. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe she comes back in the second book because her and the cop kill each other. I remember her. I remember that stuff more from the animation. And in the oh. animation, he's still the old lady, but like. She's oh, I have the image. I'm going to drop it in the thing. I forgot. She also has. She is wearing assless chaps, that, and her ass cheeks also have swastikas. Yeah. And they commit to that in the in the animation, and I, I still have to commend them. That, no, they gave her the tits. Like, they gave her swastika oh, tits. Jesus oh, yeah, Christ. They went all in. You okay, told- yeah, that old lady is chonk, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Also, uh, and NTS, whatever it is, for uh, don't Google Dark Knight Returns uh, Nazi woman, because it takes about, like, seven pictures to get to... Um, Really gross, naked porn pictures. Okay, then. It only took seven. When Frank Miller glanced at the rogues gallery for Batman for something to maybe to inspire him to create this like throwaway villain, what led him to this? Um, I, I can actually see the kind of connection a little it's, bit. Is it? Kind of, I like, it makes sense whole, in the world. Yeah, the whole and the whole yeah influence, I guess, on it and like. I don't know. And like the the idea is that it's sort of about fascism sort of rising up naturally because of the fall because of society falling apart. Yeah, and the and the government being run by just like a very lackadaisical fucking <laughs> wait. Mm-hmm. It's Reagan, right? Yeah, it's it's Reagan. Yeah, yeah I think it's it, not really run by him. It's like run by the corporations behind him like yeah the, it's like an even more hands-off ronald reagan he's just like well superman go do the thing all right good job boy scout mm-hmm. right like if reagan knew about it he would have maybe sued, but uh, i don't think he did so that's that's a good thing he was probably senile by the time it happened anyway right this is like yeah. a very actually like amazing things in that book like that will forever like be remembered like how this stuff ends with the Joker, um, the stuff with Two Face, Green Arrow, Carrie yeah. Kelly. Like there are some amazing things he does in that book. But then there's shit like this. Yeah, and then there's swastika titties. So. I'm also like I, I like as cool as all the events around them are. I've never liked the fucking mutants. Yeah. Um. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, yeah, you're like you're you're a bunch of like misplaced youth, and like maybe you're what Bruce could have become if he didn't find some kind of calling. But then your boss is Killer Croc with pointy nipples, and that's where the whole thing falls apart. Right. Like the problem is that so he's such like an old hipster, even in the '80s. Like he feels so out of place and out of touch with the youth. That it feels like a very inauthentic uh, look at youth culture and where it might go. Well, it was, um, you know, that was when they when they start talking because they they speak like idiots. No, they speak right. they speak kind of like this weird like fifties talk. Like it's something like that Stephen King does all yeah, the time. Talking about fucking switchblades and leather, and they're all saying shit like slice and dice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like fifties right. talk it, on like an old man's view of like eighties punk. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. But it's completely disconnected <laughs> from anything that's actual punk. Yeah. Um, yeah so connect. Yeah, I mean, um, when I when I uh, when I was looking into punk culture when I was in my teens, I always wanted to get a pair of Bebop sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When I was like seven years old watching that cartoon, I did want a pair of Bebop sunglasses. Yeah, I, I do think the mutant leader works for me. He works because of his whole like monosyllabic thing, and like he feels like a unique character yeah. to me. Oh, that whole play um, and everything about them, like they work as a concept. They're just dumb by them. Like when you just read right. what they're saying, but like the concept of them works. Yeah. And I think that they should have leaned into him actually being like a mutant. Like he should have like gills and like, mm-hmm. and, like that. Um, really weird dude for no reason because he's got teeth, he's got fangs. Um, right. And like, see, like, like a total chud, like just a fucking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a chudder took too many steroids. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, everyone in that book looks like they did too many steroids. Like even uh fucking uh old green arrow is like beefy as shit. Um yeah. and then you have Superman, I'm like, there's no way you fit through any door on this planet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey Clark, you wanna get I'll just let you pass through. Go ahead. Frank Miller <laughs> draws you ever see uh those like far side cartoons and like reminds you of every time. It's funny. Instead of everyone being just bulbous and unhealthy looking, they're just like fucking roided out. Yeah. I, I can't, but I was thinking it's like one of the few things that his, like the art in those books work is I love the designs for Batman and Superman at that age, though. Like, I like that, you know, you have, I guess, I think Batman's what, like 60s or 70s in this? He's at least 50s, 60s, I would have to say. 50s, 60s? Yeah. But like I, me too. Like I love his big fucking rectangular jaw, um, mm-hmm. uh, his like his kind of like minimalized eyes and his frame that's just like box. But then you have Superman, whose whose hair is drawn as just basically one object that leads into a curl. Um, yeah. I love that he's like gigantic up top and then has the tiniest legs, tiny little head and these little <laughs> arms and these little hands. I mean, yeah. And his shoulders are just longer than Bruce's tall. But I do like the other, like, the Ollie design is awesome with the one arm. Um, yeah. I, I always blend the two books, the first two books together, because I read them back to back. So, like, you know, Flash doesn't appear till the second book. Plastic Man doesn't. Is Wonder Woman in the first book? No. Um, Catwoman is in... Oh, the Catwoman, that, that's horrible. Part. Like, all of it is really bad, and, uh, like, it's weird that, like, everyone who's in that book, even as old people, even Ollie as an old guy, you're like, yeah, he's got, like, one arm and long hair, but other than that, like, he's just kind of, like, he just he looks like kind of a normal old guy. Catwoman is drawn as this, like, he's drawn as what Frank Miller thinks old women all look like or something. Like, he's got this kind of right. thing. Like, Catwoman's fat, and she's like, over-made up. And then the next time you see her... She is in a Wonder Woman costume with a ball and gag in her mouth, tied up in a closet, but because Joker put her there. I'm like, why did he put her in a Wonder Woman costume? Yeah, that's. Uh, is he the Joker? He thinks it's funny. I mean, what the Joker thinks is funny should never come to a surprise as a surprise to us. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but then um, I think I opened up The Dark Knight Strikes Back. Dark Knight yeah, Strikes that's the second Again. one. 
I opened that up for five minutes and was like, yeah, I'm never touching this again. It's there are some again, yeah. it's like it has the same things as the first one. There are some interesting ideas. There's just less of them. Yeah, it's more shit. Page to page, I can't stomach to look at it. Mm. Uh, the first is awesome. Is that they're like, oh, we. There's that one frame of Batman where he's got his feet up on the Bat computer and he's got his hands behind his back. I'm like, why does he? Why does he now have the body of Adam West? Oh yeah. well, they actually, yeah. there's like a part of the story is that they throw him in a um, Lazarus pit. Yeah, they do. I, I, there's parts of that story that don't really make sense, and there are, yeah. there are points where it feels like he's intentionally doing the opposite of what people expect to be shocking. Oh yeah, he's definitely like pointing his nose up at the first book. Mm-hmm. Like he's uh, like, really, this is what you like. You don't like my proto-fascist allegory. You don't like my uh, Nazi assless traps. You mean Lex Luthor um, as like a basically? No, not, no, we didn't ask you to do that. You're not George Miller, so don't do we, that. We did not. We do not need Luther to be Fisk. We get it. You wrote Fisk and Daredevil. You don't have to combine those two characters into one. That's thing. the funny thing too is uh, no one ever wants to talk about Frank Miller's Daredevil because everyone's always distracted by the stupid shit he's done. Well, yeah, and mm-hmm. what's the, like, Frank Miller's Daredevil is probably almost as well like relevant to what that character became. To yeah, what yeah. Dark I guess like it, it's not like people talk about it all the time. It's like I guess nowadays it's really not that big of a thing. Oh, well, Daredevil. Like, Daredevil is only going to get so many more chances um, to be embraced, like uh, like other heroes have been. Um, and I, I think the, show I think universe, the universe keeps thumbing it down. Well, the show was going to do a lot, and then fucking Netflix happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I still I think that show did a lot for the character, though. That's like, true. Popularity wise. Yeah, and I think that it because we know for we know to some degree how popular the Netflix shows were, even though Netflix easily could have been lying. I think it did a lot for what Marvel's willing to do in terms of tone. Um, I think those shows and and Deadpool are a big part of like what we will see Marvel do going forward, uh, and how they will treat future characters, especially um, when it comes to whoever they put on Hulu, uh, like on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like, I I would be very surprised to not see them continuing to go, especially on that app. To like push for that like darker tone series, like because Daredevil and Jessica Jones, which I haven't watched the new season yet, but like they fit that more than the other two characters. Mm-hmm. So like, but I yeah. think that they could do like a Midnight Suns or a Blade or yeah. We already know they're doing Ghost Rider, so like, I mean, Ghost Rider. Yeah, they fucking wrestled either way in the grip of uh, who the what who the fuck has Agents of Shield Shield. ABC. Uh, ABC television. Yeah. I, yeah, it's. I feel like there was some finger prying to to get. Well, it's, it's technically a spinoff because it's the same actor, it's the same yeah. everything. Exactly. Right. Also, ABC television has produced all the Hulu stuff and technically all of the Netflix stuff. Uh, it's just that, yeah, Jeff Loeb has been more hands on with the Agents of Shield stuff. I think. Uh, that's my assumption. I'm, I'm sure he's. Pleases his punch to be working in the superhero show without any actual <laughs> legacy superheroes in it. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, I wrote two of the best Batman books ever made. They're like, yeah, whatever. This show about Coulson. Yeah. Know, they did like a season about Deathstroke, and then they did like three about the Inhumans. Deathstroke. Most, not Deathstroke. Uh, <laughs> Deathlock. Deathlock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the problem with comic books. Everybody has the same goddamn name, basically. Yeah. That's that. I, I mean, there's a character named Slade Wilson, and then there's a character at the other team, other studio called Wade Wilson. So well, you got Deadpool, Deathlock, and, De- and uh, yeah, Deathstroke. So. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Image, you got Deadlock, who's well, right. Not to mention Deadshot. Uh huh. It just keeps on <laughs> going. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Like that, Deadlock is not. Deadlock is that red Wolverine guy I showed you. <laughs> who's who's just like Rob Lavlov was like, I can't drop. Yeah, fuck it. He's Wolverine. Except yeah. this one eats people. Oh. That's his gimmick. That's going to be copied by the Ultimates. That is. <laughs> Wait, is, is, there's a dead. There's a deadlock analog for Sabretooth. Oh yeah, he took all of his shitty things that Marvel was like, "No, your art sucks. Go away," and just did them at Image. Because <laughs> uh, there's like a shitty Captain America. There's a shitty Wolverine. There's a shitty Sabretooth. Yeah, a shitty Captain America with giant tits. Yeah, let me. I got, I got, I got, I got Deadlock right here. Um, and as soon as I drop him in there, you're gonna go, oh, that's egregious. Um, oh, what was the the Captain America was like? It wasn't Agent Liberty, but it was like something stupid like that. It's Agent like Liberty's a real character. Yeah. Um. So there's Deadlock. I don't know why I didn't load a thumbnail, but there's a link. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Those who can't see, is... just just take Wolverine and just change his color palette to red and white, and that is the farthest step you have to go. Legally distinct yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> right. He's got he's got the little he's got the pointy things on his chin. Yes. Yeah. And his thing is his thing is that he uh he has fangs and he uh he drinks people's blood because. Uh, you can't give him claws, so I guess give him fangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Sorry, I'm just enjoying like the 40, 40 worst worst drawings of Rob Liefeld is like a page, <laughs> and they're so good. Of course it is. Uh, uh. Everybody has swords, <laughs> swords and guns. Oh my god, this is the best one so far. I don't even understand perspective. This like that's all this should be taught, called. Yeah. Some of the. Whoa! What the fuck? (laughs) It's important to remember he started very young. Why does he have Mega Man legs? (laughs) (laughs) How far? He looks like Zero. How far away is his? Like how long are his thighs? That his shins are that big and (laughs) firm. What am I looking at? Oh god! Six feet long. It looks like he's got like they're like shackles almost. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Okay, let me. I'm gonna try to break this down for people who listen to this. All right, it's a who is that? Who the fuck is that? Guy? I have no idea. Is it Shatterstar or that some sh- fake Shatterstar? Gage or one of his fucking stupid ass. Uh, we'll go back um, to the page. I I know too many image characters. Um. And then I know like seven. <laughs> um, he's got like 
like I said, imagine Mega Man's legs, but add like stupid fucking thrusters in the side and what looks like like a <laughs> muffler on the back of them. Um and like just just tubes. Um and then like hydraulic tubes in where it's like uh, where it's what, in. his name is Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And he has swords and knives. Of course he is, and he is he is a he has a he has arrows, but I don't see a bow. Oh, <laughs> and I, here's another one. <laughs> what the? F okay. Wait, uh, he made a character called Shrink. Yes, but it. I guess all of his he shrinks everywhere, but in one spot. That is Junk is still huge. Ha ha, Rob. Okay, we need to talk about the woman who's also in that frame. Oh, and that is about drawing men. He Where is infinitely about drawing women. Where? What? Why are her teeth just one? It looks like she's a mouthful of Oreo cream. What is going on there? It looks like that character was drawn as a man initially. And then also, why is it why is it like she's about to cry or that her irises are melting? Right. It looks like <laughs> they had to correct things. Like it was wrong as a man, and then they have to go in and correct the mouth and correct the eyes. This and is like, the image artists do nothing else. <laughs> just, just, just a big zoomed in uh image of her face. It just doesn't look natural. For and for me, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, it just doesn't. Not, none of the aspects of her look natural. It's like the um, what's the thing? It's like Mr. Potato Head with her with her face. <laughs> like none of them, none of them feel like they're supposed to be there. It's so. Oh, what the fuck is this? Is that that's Deathlock booty? That from the look of it, that's that's all. Hey, that's his Wolverine knockoff. That's, wait, yeah. that's dead. That's also Deadlock. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that mask. Wow. Unless that's somebody. Well, he did draw another character for the same team. I think it was called Shogun. Uh, Maybe and it was. It was a robot that had kind of like. It wasn't the same, but it had like some aesthetics. Where you go, you're pulling from the same source. Okay. Uh, Just okay. so that we're clear, here is a here is one of his best works on women. Oh no! Here we go. Ah, I knew this picture was coming. What? What's wrong with their spine? They don't have any. Uh, oh, what? Where are the, do they not have waists or ribs? No, they don't. No, they don't have ribs. clothing. But they were, they were those were painted on those women. Part of me thinks Michael well, has never seen a woman before in life. <laughs> well, if, if you think that, then he's also never seen hands or feet. He's lived in a world where all he he's sees is swords, patches, and guns. He did start drawing as a child, like a like a real like a, a real little boy. So, like, yeah, I mean, like he he gained a lot of fame. Like before, he'd probably ever had sex, maybe, or seen a woman naked, possibly. I, I don't know. Drawing these pictures, yeah. But how old is this? These two women. How how old is this? This is from a comic book, right? But okay, he was like nineteen 
when he first started drawing comics. So are you saying that Rob Liefeld hadn't seen a real woman till after he was 19? Might not have. Five-year-old virgin. I've only seen like airbrushed like models and there are some, I can find some Sports Illustrated issues. He's like, I saw a picture of Carmen Electra once. Mm-hmm. And in some of those, those women, because of the way that they're edited, they don't look like real women. They aren't shaped like real women. Um, that's why we have a big problem with body dysmorphia in this country <laughs> at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, it's why you see a picture of a very photoshopped thin woman eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh my god. This one is hilarious. This is just like another amazing legs. This is way, this is way too much fun. Uh, is that Loki? Yes, but not the person on the right. That's Enchantress. What? Fuck. Like, oh, what the fuck? Her legs are 17 feet long. What? That should not have been allowed. That's. <laughs> yes, yes, Arlen. We want to continue defending him. Why does she have leg warmers on? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not even. I wasn't even defending. I was just like. <laughs> But I guess this explains the other picture that I was right. His his thighs are forty five feet long. Okay. <laughs> Rationalize it, not even defend it. Like where did this happen? We're looking at a page. It's a it's a it's a it's a full page from a comic book. There's two characters on this page: Loki and Enchantress. Now Loki is in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven panels. They're stacked three across. Two on the bottom, two on the bottom again. Right. Next to all of those is one panel of Enchantress where her legs are as long as two-thirds of the page. But her knees her knees are not in the middle of her legs. Her knees are two-thirds of the way down. Her knees are where they are starting. They are as they are twice as long as the rest of her body. Yes. <laughs> still, like, she hold on, has hold on. where her butt is starting at the bottom of those first three panels, <laughs> and then the, the rest of them is all legs. <laughs> oh God! Oh Christ, Rob! And also, I just want to point something out about Loki here. Uh, he looks like Henry Cavill in Justice League with his face. <laughs> With the way his mouth is shaped, that um, he's always just in that air phase. Why is it in every panel he's gritting his teeth? Because that's the only way he can only draw mouths if they're closed or gritting teeth. Mm-hmm. And everyone has everyone has Xavier eyebrows. Yep. Those weird black eyebrows that just kind of like. When they get right to the top, they do that hard, angular curve down the other side of his temples. The only difference is not going, ah, my mind. Yeah, and I was supposed to say, we have not talked about his Captain America. That is like an issue. That's like a whole other well, thing. What needs to be said exactly that hasn't been said already? Um, actually, now that I just talked about Xavier real quick, let's just take a few minutes because we're not going to review the fucking movie. Um, yeah, uh, Dark Phoenix came out, and uh, do, do we all hear it's fucking uh, box office gross for the weekend? 
I didn't pay attention to it, but I came, I came across it and just giving like give like just comparing it to other films in that series, it's an embarrassment. It made thirty three million thirty three million dollars opening weekend. Wow, that's that doesn't happen to superhero movies. It happens to shitty ones. Yeah, that's even Venom didn't do that badly. Well, Venom was like a big hit. Venom had like some weird kind of like hype around it after the first weekend. Yeah, and that's right. It's like critical now, like critical reception be damned. Pretty much everything the past few years has been like a success in some ways. And this came out and shit the bed so fucking hard. I think because everybody, like, I feel like everyone, and I mean literally not us nerds, not like TV people, like uh, movie people, not comic fans. Everyone's like, wait, didn't they literally do this movie? Yeah, it was the first time I felt that the general populace, like everyone, you know, the movie paying public was like, yeah, no, we're good. Like, we, we don't need this at all. We don't want it. I mean, also, and it can't be stated enough, I think uh, Apocalypse really just dropped the turd in the punch bowl, as the, as the proverb says. Uh, I yeah. actually heard, I heard this movie does something that breaks Apocalypse so hard that the that Apocalypse doesn't even work as a story anymore. Right. Even though yeah. the movie is a direct sequel to it. Mm-hmm. And that, the movie already didn't work, so yeah. And they, they I forgot about. It. I forgot that Jean already has the fucking Phoenix Force at the end of Apocalypse, and in the, in Dark Phoenix, she just gets it all over again. Well, she gets the actual alien version of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which also like so they didn't use the Shi'ar. They used some other bullshitty alien race. That's no, the thing. No, no. Here's what happened. They had a whole third act with the Skrulls. Right, and then Disney was like, "Yeah, n- no, because uh, that's happening." Captain Marvel, and no, well, Fox they also had- own them. They own the yeah. rights to the scripts. And I guess Fox had to go and reshoot the entire third act, um, and change it from some kind of. Well, it wasn't just the scrolls. I guess there was a very similar, um, like a, a yeah climax where you know, I guess takes out a bunch of fucking starships. Um, so then they were like, "Yeah, fuck it. Now it's on a train, and some people fight." And that's it. Yeah. And Xavier's a dick again because that's what we do in every one of these films. Right. Like screwed oh, with Jean's right. mind. Every time we do this story, we do Xavier's a dick because there's no other way to create conflict, I guess. I don't I don't I don't get it. Um I don't well, get- well the next time we did this story in the comics, it was Cyclops being the dick. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, hmm. I mean, it's that's usually what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard he also got jumped. Oh, you're out. being irrationally. No, I'm not. I'm being. I'm just, this is what I do. I also heard that like that's another thing that they didn't learn, and he's like barely in this movie as well. How's that possible? <sighs> These movies are about them. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. But it's not. It's well, about Wolverine's <laughs> not there anymore to take the spot, the spotlight, and Mystique dies in the first fifteen minutes. Oh, how happy is Jennifer Lawrence that she's dead halfway through, like 15 minutes into this movie? I, I, I watched her <laughs> death on YouTube. I watched her death on YouTube, and it like it's the most confusingly shot thing I've seen in a long time. Well, basically, seen in the trailer, she just gets like now she gets she gets impaled. Spoilers. Um, I mean, I shit. yeah. 
fucking cares? Um, don't at me. But she approaches Jean and Jean knocks her back and like she gets like knocked into some fucking yard equipment or something. Um, which is amazing because there's another psychic sitting right there who could have just been like, stop, and he doesn't. Um and he just watches her sail. He's like, "Look at her go!" Um, she have just shape shifted into like something that didn't get impaled. Turned into a, a bucket of water. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, didn't she have like made herself smaller or like? I, I don't know. But, like, but she, so she, Jean, this is big, her, you put more thought into it than anybody yeah. wrote this fucking. So like, Jean, Jean sends her flying, and then you don't see her land. You cut back to Jean, and she just got this like. Really blank dumb face on. It's not horrified. She just looks stupid. Um, and then it cuts back to Xavier, who also has no reaction. And then it cuts to Hank, who's not reacting yet, and then starts to react. And then it cuts to Jennifer Lawrence's face, and she's like grimacing. And then it cuts back to Hank, and then finally you're like, oh, she landed on something. Why didn't you show me that first? And then like, there's no like, there's no musical swell. There's no like dramatic reveal. It just like it's just there. You're like, oh, okay. So you didn't give a shit about this either. <laughs> well, because they're like, oh, we only have Jennifer Lawrence for like three days. So <laughs> yeah, throw her on some some yard equipment and then yeah. get her out of she, the film. We can be never out. talk about her again. She's been wanting to be out of the series since the first one. Yeah, I also saw some that that cringeworthy dialogue they put in the movie. Um, and then I was told that the context around that scene doesn't even add up with what Jennifer Lawrence's character is saying. <laughs> but I guess she goes into Xavier's office and starts, like, cussing him out over this, like, space mission that goes wrong. Oh, yeah, um, that was the one scene that they leaked or whatever. Yeah, like, and then I guess, were, like, I guess people were like, uh, yeah, that doesn't even get supported with the on-screen context because I guess Nightcrawler does 90% of the work. Mm-hmm. So, again, you're, you're just making people shitty for no reason. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna give ninety percent of the work to somebody, it's I, I would give it to Nightcrawlers. So. Probably the dude who can teleport. Yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. The, yeah, the coolest one out of all of them. Yeah, the one who can teleport in space where you have to minimize travel because there's no oxygen. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do, Mystique? Turn into a controller? <laughs> oh, I'll turn into air, and everyone can breathe me. <laughs> Hello, I give you air for my lungs. But it's like, I, they did this movie, and weren't they supposed to be setting up, um, shit, Mr. Sinister in Apocalypse? Set up Sinister in the Wolverine. And they just oh, never yeah. did it? Yeah, not once. They, I guess, I found out too, um, that, um, so Daredevil, um, Fantastic Four, even Trank's Fantastic Four, Deadpool, and X-Men were all supposed to be in a film produced by Fox, and it was going to use a superhero registration act. Well, it makes they, they have been talking about during the Trank Fantastic Four that they were going to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So they, wanted to, they wanted to steal the thunder for Civil War before Civil War even happened. Um, uh, and then for some reason, like, none of this came came through. Yeah, for some, reason. some reason, Connor. Some, some reason. Well, right to the movies, and then Nothing stopped them from making a sequel to Fantastic Four that nobody asked for. Nothing stopped them from remaking it like no one asked for. I, well, I understand the Trank remake. I Like, it makes no sense to go back to that well after that movie. And at that point, they had basically were about to lose the rights to Daredevil. 
Yeah. I think I mean, what that's also started happening too is that um and somebody also came to them and pitched yeah. a um a 1960s and 70s uh set Daredevil movie. Well, that was also that when was Mar- Marvel was trying that's to trade them back Daredevil too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the whole train the whole team up stuff, that was before that was before Fantastic actually came out. And that's when there was some hope that the movie might be good. I, I don't know how much there was. I think I don't oh, know. There was definitely early on hype before all the bullshit about what was going on on set and offset was coming out. That like, oh, it's gonna be like a body body horror movie. It's this whole new take. And there was some real interesting stuff. I and I know Josh Trank keeps saying, like, oh yeah, there well. Also, the way he talks about it kind of betrays his intentions because the way he talks about it is like he's talking about this this great old thing. It's it's like he he swears up and down it's real, but then you're like, can I see it? He's like, no. Well, that's what like I was I, like I, I a movie that was that was so cool and uh, everyone got a free hat for going to see it, but you'll never get that movie. So if, I, if I cared enough, I'd go back and listen to him on Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. Yeah, that came out like right before the movie came out, but like. From my memory, he's just like, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to do all the stuff. And I'm like, dude, you know the movie that's coming out. Like, I understand, like, not shitting on it immediately, but, like, there's, like, a disingenuousness about, like... Well, okay, well, so so what what I remember from that interview, he actually doesn't talk about the movie a lot. He talks about the script he wrote with Simon Kinberg more than the actual movie he made. And I remember listening to that, and he... sort of thinking to myself it's weird he's not actually talking about the movie he's talking a lot about the pre-production and the lead-up he's not really talking about the experience of making the film at all someone's like this is all the movie he's like what movie right and it also bothers me that he like i get in the short term not going out and talking again but like all right it's been a several years now why not talk I don't anybody. think he'd be I, good. I also think that he is knowingly full of shit. Um, and oh, as, more, yeah. as yeah. more time passes, I'm like, you really fucking lucked out with Chronicle because that's the only movie anyone's ever going to accept with your name on it. And then that's going to become tepid because Max Landis's name is also on it. I was going to say, like, oh, this is the guy that's like writing partners with Max Landis. So. Yeah, well, well, yeah, it's it's complicated with that stuff. But Well, they met a party and then they, they both, like, I guess they met in the middle on this idea and that's how Chronicle, like, Chronicle is a perfect storm of creativity, I think. Um, oh, yeah, because yeah. does some interesting ideas on the genre. Well, two people yeah, who are un- very who have unfortunate, but well, Max Landis has shitty baggage attached to him, and Trank has unfortunate baggage attached to him. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so most of that was my understanding is that a lot of that movie is Trank's. Like, it's mostly his movie, but Max Landis came up with a lot of really good ideas, and that's why Trank wanted him to be credited. He wanted him to be his sort of co-person on that movie because they yeah. were. It was the he was his guy that he bounced ideas off of. It was two it was two creators who who spontaneously were very harmonic as far as like you know the way their brains were working together. Um, yes. So to that and, end, like, it is like for what they were trying to achieve. I think yeah, like you couldn't have gotten two other people to fucking do that because that was an idea that they came to on their own. Um, even though it is like it is Akira and it is Carrie and it is other things I've seen before, but I still like the way they did it. Yeah, and there are ideas in the fan four stick that are interesting. 
Like, I like the ideas that they... That, of... like, maybe turning on, like, bursting into flames every now and then is probably fucking awful. Um, yeah. Or, no, like, the whole take on the thing and, like... The thing is, like, stuff. constantly in pain. But it's all the stuff yeah. that, like, the setup of the... Like, they don't know each other at all besides... Like, they're two separate entities. Yeah. And the Doom stuff is just... 8,000 pounds of horse shit. Well, the Doom stuff, as Hunter can attest, uh, only gets good for about two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the brain the brain exploding stuff is good. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of him being... I like the entire idea behind what he's going for. I like the idea that he's not really a person anymore, and he's connected to this, like, other being, this outside of our consciousness and he's yeah. like well it's just no setup try he just comes out of nowhere yeah that, which that, that, the whole yeah, like, it, it hurts the film that he's gone for a fucking hour oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that all that's when the studio took over the movie all of that yeah. is from then whereas I'm I and again we don't know but there's footage somewhere probably in a closet um what's well, like it, it was yeah. all those early rumors like is connected to all that of like, oh, he wasn't Victor Von Doom. He was Victor. Was it Dumashev? And he was gonna be yeah. some weird. Yeah, there's one where there's like really bad ADR where someone off screen goes, "I see you got Victor Von Doom." Yeah. <laughs> they never say his name again. No, they just call him Doom the whole time. He looks like no, the bicentennial no, man. Victor the whole time. He does look like the bicentennial man. <laughs> look at him. Yeah, and, he's just... and like. Um, I think it's Mara that's gone on and like kind of been like, yeah, it was a completely terrible work environment. And her and what's his name never even met. Uh oh, Jamie. Her, Jamie, um oh shit. What's his Jamie name? Kennedy? No, I think it's Ken- Jimmy Kennedy. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy's a shitty comedian that did um Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Jamie Kennedy. Wow. I know him. Um, no problems with that script. Like I think a lot of the script that isn't good. I, I like I think that there's this is a a Tim Burton situation where in the case of something like Batman 89, which is a movie that I love, uh, Tim Burton doesn't care about Batman in that movie. He, no. he loves the Joker. You can tell that he loves the Joker. He doesn't give a shit about Batman. And Batman is very underserved in that movie as a result. Oh, you can tell because everyone, he, he, every, uh, here's the thing about, I'm going to break, and this is, we're going to go to Batman for Superman well real quick. Um, I know people got upset about Batman killing people on screen, but here's the thing. I got over it when I realized that Batman's got about 58 bodies uh, to his name when it comes to on-screen appearances alone. So I don't know where you think about it anymore. I watched Captain America kill people left and right and not even fucking blink. Um, well, he's very cool. But in 89 Batman, Tim Burton has Batman fucking murder people yeah. he 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 kills the joker for what it's worth and is with dropping the, off that fucking bell tower as like with glee like <laughs> yeah he he, it's the whole, he he murders some dudes so yeah like hmm. yeah, all the movies haven't killed people like i'm a in my mind batman doesn't kill i've just never gotten that in any live action version well okay. Mike, i think of it um the way I think of it is Batman Batman doesn't willfully kill. That's that's how I've taken Batman doesn't it. murder people. It's yeah. that whole 
the actual the best line of it is the Batman Begins when he's like, "I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you." Nobody's asking me to save you. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Um. Because not because if he said like, "Where's Raz?" I, he's on the train. <laughs> and in many ways, like okay. I like the idea of he's just like, yeah, just cripple the shit out of people. It's kind of worse. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. After a while, you might as well kill them. Like, yeah. I think um, it's it's brought up, it's one of the only, it, it, it's a retcon I didn't, well, I, it's a retcon I, I have mixed emotions on, but in the Injustice 2 game in the beginning, um, uh, after he punches an Arkham uh, guard in the face about eight times, um, Robin's like, and it's it's Damien now. He's like he's like murder's not cool, but giving someone permanent brain damage is fine. And Batman's like, go inside. <laughs> but like, well, there's a difference. Like, I feel like at least the comic version in my head, he doesn't do like the brain damage. But it's like, yeah, I'll give someone a permanent limp so that they anytime they go to think about doing crime, they have this limp. Yeah. So, like yeah. yeah. Breaking it like it's yeah. uh, in Arkham Knight. There's only if there's there's one moment of complete immersion shattering. Um, as far as him, like, nearly crossing the line, because I'm like, look, you don't just back a car over someone's head a little bit. Right. It's either you do, <laughs> either you do or you don't. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hunter, you've seen the, um, the, the Let's Play from Super Best Friends. They, they, they did the Punisher, right? Yeah. <laughs> there is, they're, they're playing the, the fucking Tom Jane Punisher game, and they're watching the, uh, all the, like, uh, interrogations yeah this yeah the interrogations you can do and one of them is you can stick a dude's face just a little bit into a a, a test propeller oh <laughs> yes go, no, that's not something you can do a little bit <laughs> my favorite one of that game though is the rhino when you're at the bronx zoo oh you're holding there and just letting it the rhino? yeah yeah <laughs> uh, there's like there's one where you like you can't do that. They go. It's you go. He touches it. His face is coming off. <laughs> the the one where he puts it puts the dude in the chromer is also pretty brutal. They come out oh. looking. Like, they, they come out looking like Destro. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean Destro from the comics. I mean Destro from or the cartoon. I mean Destro from the fucking the GI Joe movie. Yeah. Well, they, not to bring up that movie out of nowhere, but um, uh, poor I mean, Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Or, oh my god, I always forget the I always forget the people who are in that movie are really talented. Like, except yeah. for like, fucking Marlon Wayans who's in there for some fucking reason. Um, and it, like, that, now that I put that movie back in my head, I'm like, what the, f- like, why do they have super suits? Because because the toys. There's a reason for that. So there's a, I don't know if, I don't know if any of you or Hunter, you probably know about this, uh, but G.I. Joe Sigma, um, which was the maybe the newest toy line around that period of time, they had, like, not super suits, but, like, they had suits that, like, gave you better aiming or, like, better, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It, they had the weird, like... Conditioning. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was really uh, not good. It wasn't good, but... I'll tell you this: the figures were actually. Like, oh no, they they look cool. Like they they got like really cool weaponry and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they really need art. Like Chris Evans, Captain America here. 
Yeah. Yeah, they do. They're they're very cool. I actually own a lot. I I own like five dukes somehow. Uh, and Snake Eyes looks the same because you should never touch his design. I really I really like the the, the Zartan and the um fuck. What's his name? Roadblock. The Zartan played by the guy who replaced Liam Neeson in all the Darkman sequels. Yes, that guy. Oh, yes. All their designs uh, are very cool and very yeah. very interesting looking. AKA uh, Imhotep. Yes. Um, but but some of the suits are like like strength and like there's a super suit that gives you like super strength. It was like a remodernization of the old toys where it's like, yeah. oh, this is like a firefighter guy. He has like a firefighter suit. Yeah, I guess what, what bothers me more about this movie is like one that in both movies, uh two giant major cities around the world are completely destroyed. Yeah, oh, London is gone after the first one. No one ever talks about it. Um, oh, they do the same thing to London in the second movie. London is com- London is ripped from the surface of the earth and completely destroyed. There's yeah. a- 11 times three happens. Like <laughs> that's not even no, the entire city is gone. Oh, and tra- no, not 11 times a million is what I should. Yeah. Every in the second movie, every like nuclear armed uh like country fires their nukes at once. Like oh, yeah, yeah. So like that, that world is so irrevocably fucked. Yeah, and like well, what well, it, it is, but like that, that whole like that nanotech corrosive weapon hits the Eiffel Tower and then just destroys the whole fucking city. Is yeah. that the first one or the second one? The first one. Yeah. Okay. Well, the second the second one I it's actually like I like a lot. There's some like interesting yeah. things in it. The second one because has that... Blind Riza. <laughs> oh, Riza's ridiculous in it, but like uh what's his name? Ray Stevens is awesome. Yeah, Oh, yeah. any, everything between the ninja characters is all fantastic. The uh, the cliffside fight with him and um, Electra, Electra, yeah. Electra's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then basically how she got Electra is like doing this movie. And then right after that, it's him and Storm Shadow in that hallway fight. I'm like, these two can just go at it all fucking day. Um, also, I love how that movie d- disregards the first movie, but it has to acknowledge it at the same time. So it just spends a half an hour just having characters wipe their hands of things from the first film. <laughs> oh, you mean like in the first like f- like five minutes that they kill? When, when Channing Chaining- is turned into a fucking fireball who flies through the air. Do you remember that they had to go back and reshoot stuff with him to like bump up his character? I was like, what did they shoot? He's in like three scenes. They killed the shit out of him. That one's great. Kelper or Commander gets a new suit and then he turns to Destro and he's like, no, You're out of the band. And just. <laughs> he done fucked up, kid. Not to distract us, but I've been doing some Photoshop in the background. I want to get your guys' opinion on what I. On what oh, I've boy. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, Destro, like, Destro doesn't even get. Uh, oh my god, what the. F- <laughs> is it a heart? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's an actual human heart. I love it. <laughs> Are his fingers missing? Oh, okay. This is gloves. I thought like he looks like he had like zombie hand. <laughs> oh, okay. Blood. Um. Yes. So I, I take this as a sign of approval. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, Cobra gets a new suit that people seemingly just bring him. Um, yeah, he gets a comic, like he gets a comic cartoon accurate suit, clothes, um, and it, yeah, turns to Destro and like that's and that's the first and last time Destro has ever seen or mentioned. Um, 
like and they just zoom in on Destro's sad fucking face while he's in this like you know back to tank, uh, and they just close the doors and that's it. Um, I just love that they introduce him at the no, he's actually Destro at the end of the last. Movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets, his origin story is the end of the previous film and the beginning of the next one. To like, okay, you're fired. Um, and then Storm Shadow, who was stabbed in the chest and dropped into a tank of cryogenic chemicals. Is just back. Yeah, but it's because he's fucking awesome. <laughs> but like, they don't explain how he survives this very. Vi- it's like it would be like having Lady Deathstroke from X Men Two just show up in Last Stand and have everyone go, "Oh, it's well, you. she does. She shows up in the game that's supposed to be canon to that universe." Shitting me. <laughs> no, she's like the main villain to the X Two game. <laughs> Do they ever bother explaining that? Um, healing factor. No. <laughs> Healing, factor, uh, that works. Healing factor doesn't suddenly make you not buoyant. Uh, let me, let me try to, I, so I was trapped under a base. Um, she was trapped underwater in a base, which was then covered with water. Yeah, yeah. it was like the PS2 to say game. like the Infinity Gauntlet. Like that doesn't work. It was uh, the game Wolverine's Revenge. And you go back to the base, and she's there, and she's like what starting to back. Troy McClure movie. I mean, I mean, this isn't how their healing factor works, but like maybe if he cut off a finger and the finger regenerated, like Deadpool style, cutting her body parts off one at a time to get the metal out. Like, <laughs> well, I think Wolverine would recover. Like he he would grow back appendages. Go like, your big toe, and someone's like, doesn't work well, that way. Like you cut off the toe, and then the toe grows a whole body. Um, which I guess is the thing that Deadpool can do. Yes, they, uh, he literally at one point was just the hand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, also, Googling X-Men 2, the video game, it'll, it takes like about 35 pictures to get to not safe for work. <laughs> of course it does. I Like, why? I don't understand. I'm trying to Google images of a video game oh. from the <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you stuff up this search from the early 2000s with porn? No porn has happened since then. Well, I mean, specific to that, like what I am Googling, like it is porn actually was time. like it would be th- something if it was just like random porn, but no, it is specific to what I am Googling. And like, um, not to uh, not to invoke Eric, but like, I don't think like if we blew ourselves up tomorrow, I think we've actually created too much porn where if like a another species came and discovered us they'd be like these people like fucking like yeah they would think that we were obsessed with it like are we not obsessed with it well we are they wouldn't find our statues and our art pieces or our coliseums they would just find like just a landfill of dvds with like ass hunter or something like you know what the fuck it's it's not just that like they wouldn't know what full house is but they would know what the <laughs> they would know what like thirty like, is or houses or not the right. still show <laughs> or I fill my house. Um, God damn it! They would uh, never. They would never know what Doctor Who was. Oh, be, uh, uh, travel, travel that was on for you know has been in existence for 50, 60 fucking years. But you know, right? They, they would definitely know what um know how much we like butts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because while watching Captain Marvel, I I was I still like how the MCU does this, where it's like every time we're visited by something, they look they're like, 
oh, it's a planet full of fucking monkeys. Like, uh-huh. everyone, I love it. We're the fucking mud hole of the universe. Oh, well, that's why when in a DC recently has done, like, um, like anytime they talk about it, it's like, yeah, their planet's name is Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why they call it that. <laughs> that's true. Wow. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, they do like they do like some variation on that because uh, I try to remember the last one I read, but it was like I think it's so like some shithole like backwater. I think it was a Green Lantern book, the one that um, Morrison is writing. It's like yeah, it's some like 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 uh, garbage like unevolved like planet, and they call it soil. I think <laughs> it's just like this one joke that's across the DC books. You can kind of take the reverse of that also, like. Uh... Who are the Klingons named? What's Klingon named after? And their planet's called Kronos. And it's like, is that like their word, well, like sword or something? Like, well, it's the whole thing of if we're going to go down this rabbit hole is like, all right, so we live, the, the group of us in the United States of America. We refer to other countries by names. They don't refer to their own countries by the names that we refer to them as. That's true. They, they have their own names. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, so like Spain uh, is Espana. Germany. <laughs> yeah, Japan is not like it's Nippon. Nippon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I when that blew my mind the first time. I was like, what do you yeah. mean it's not called Japan? Like what do you think that the derogatory racial term comes from? Mm-hmm. Uh the uh, nip. I've never heard oh, that. That's that must be like old school. Yeah, that's like World War II racist lingo. I only, I've only ever heard, and I apologize, but I've only ever heard Zipperhead is the only one I've ever heard. And that one... Um, was that not used in the Clint Eastwood movie? Yes, it was. Wait, no. What, Nip or Zip? I'm so, I'm so sorry. Nip, any of them. They're all in it. But I thought they yeah, were no, all in they it. They are. They are. But that character is... Yeah, he's supposed to be kind of a racist person. But yeah, like I, I think you're right. There's a lot of them. And then... Everybody talks about how racist it is, but it's even more ridiculous that his his arc in that movie is learning not to be a racist because he makes friends with somebody who isn't white. Um, because that's how that works. Racist people just stop becoming racists after they become friends with I, like, um, people. His end goal it's in the movie was wrong. like an old guy who doesn't like. It's not. Yeah, it's not wrong, but it is an over. It's oversimplification to the extreme. It's an old piece yeah. of. It who like who does die for someone else needlessly because he gets he's not armed and gets shot to death by a bunch of people. Um, but um, but it's it's hard to like wipe away how terrible he is in the first hour of the film. Yeah, talking to this little fucking Asian kid using language he would use when he was probably threatening people to kill, like threatening families in Vietnam or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I would say though, like and um. I'm trying to dance around. I don't think I'm going to hear this. Um, so at like a recent gathering with my in-laws, my wife's grandmother was like, yeah, my mother was really racist. And then everyone at the table looked at each other like, wait, so you're saying she was, but you're not kind of a look. Right. And it's because like she would drop the N-bomb at everybody. That was like the her mom. It's like, no, no, no. I only say it when I'm in like her. I only have certain views. I don't say like things to people's faces. Uh, casual racism. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't say what my great 
grandmother used to say, but she, uh, the stories I've heard are not great. Just some of the casual things she would say about black people in particular. Um, so yeah, like it's, uh, it's weird. Just a I, I have, I have lots of sweet memories of my grandpa because he was incredibly loving with, with me and my siblings. It was very good to us. Um, However, uh, I had my hat on backwards one day, and he looked at me and said, Hey! That's how the black kids wear them. And did he uh, use uh, that exact terminology? Yes. Oh, well, that's not, not good. Well, he told me not to wear my hat that way, because that's how black kids wear them. <laughs> that could have gone way worse. Oh, yeah, it could have been. <laughs> it's an example of, like, you probably had some, no pun intended, a lot more colorful thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's that's growth. I think. That's yeah. Well, that's how growth works. It's, in, it's yeah. incremental. Um, uh, and I guess he did not like uh, uh like Motown music or, or uh, blues singers at all either. But that's <laughs> that is all that is anecdotal, and I can't support any of it. I never saw it with my own eyes. I don't know. I mean, I, I might have to fight him if he was. I don't know if he's alive or not. But yeah, I might. He's very much not. Good. So I don't have Wait, to. Are we about to turn my dead relatives into a meme? <laughs> yeah, there's no AIDS ghosts. <laughs> oh, man. If there's an afterlife, I'm going to meet my Uncle Sean in wherever plane of existence we're going to. I'm going to meet him. Arms are just going to be out like, the fuck? I feel like he, it, I don't know him, but I feel like it would even be that. It would just be like a look. And yeah. then just an awkward, they're just waiting. Your hell is the awkward pause. Of eternity. I'm like you're just I'm like you're not mad you're disappointed he's like so disappointed he's like the joke wasn't even that funny I would I would be okay with it if it was like I kept coming up and you never stopped it once <laughs> but I'll be like yeah but we're both dead now who cares <laughs> nothing matters we we made it we're here whatever this is uh, all I remember like to cut a time here in the soul world hi Bucky. And there's nothing stranger. I will see you again in 26 years. Um, yeah. Uh, there's nothing stranger though than like, because like my grandma was like from Korea, like straight Korean, like looking at somebody uh, who is a minority, like being racist against other minorities, even yeah, ones that, are, that other people would consider the same minority as you, because she hated the Japanese because she's Korean. Okay. Asian <laughs> racism is fucking crazy. It's fucking insane. Oh, it's yeah. Very specific. Like, I would say anybody specific. Have any of you seen Ali Wong, either of her two specials on Netflix? Uh, no. I, I really have. I love her. And she talks about how there's a difference between, I can't remember what the one term, but it's basically like white Asians and jungle Asians. Oh, God. <laughs> that her and her husband are both half white, half jungle Asian, but they're different on each. So, like, her husband's half Korean, half, I think, like, Taiwanese, and she's half Chinese, half Vietnamese. And she's like, when we have bad fights, it's the, like, our jungle Asians come out. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it's like, ah, I, I, I know all the things she's talking about. Like, that's what it is. It's the same, like, on my other side. Like, there's Hispanic. Like, they're just as bad. Like, was, I think it was a Dat fan when he was up. Oh, God, yeah. He was a fucking thing. I remember one bit he talked about where he said his mom would always find a way to ask him why he's dating a white girl. 
right. and he's like, he's like, she's like, Dat fan, try the corn. Dat fan, try the chicken. Dat fan, why you date the white girl? <laughs> and he's like, because mom, I'm not racist. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or something. I don't know what happened to that guy. Um, he went where that joke, <laughs> his real jokes went away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went the way the rest of his comedy. Yeah, he, I don't know. And there's like there are Asian comedians like I um, standing everybody. If like I would say like go look up Bobby Lee. Like Bobby Lee's fucking crazy, and I love his like stuff yeah. when he talks about his childhood. Um, every time he shows up on someone else's podcast, though, I'm like, did you like? Do you escape from somebody's trunk? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Uh, one of the best things, if you have time, go to YouTube and uh, pull up the, uh, what is it called? It's him, or it was Art Shafir's show that he had on Comedy Central. That's not his anymore. But it's like the two of them and another comedian that was Ari's ex-girlfriend talking about like what happened between the three of them and how Ari Shafir beat the shit out of him. My God. Yes. And like it became this, because he started hitting on his girlfriend, who was another comedian, um, right like the day after they broke up. Oh, and it's but it's like hilarious because they basically go through the three of them's point of views of the story. Oh man, uh, it's called uh, it's the this is not happening, and it is ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Who like? <laughs> Excuse me. I saw someone on there. Oh, it was um. You guys remember the whitest kids? You know? No, uh, they're a Canadian comedy group um that was um producing stuff for um. Oh, fuck. Like, uh, what's that fucking independent movie channel? Um, IFC? Yes, they were the independent film channel. Um, they were producing shows for IFC and had a YouTube presence. Um, and it's bizarre comedy. Some of it's aged really well. Some of it, not so much. Like uh, the race war a uh, bit. Um, uh, but uh, they faded because uh, the two, two of their uh, lead guys made a movie that I'm sure you all remember called Miss March. Um, where uh, one of them is into a coma, goes into a coma and wakes up to find out that his girlfriend's been a playmate for uh, a few years and they have to go stop her from appearing in Playboy. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yes, I don't um, remember this at all. I don't like, I stopped seeing from them, period, after that movie came out because he was a fucking dud. Um, and then suddenly that dude showed up on This Is Not Happening. I was like, oh my god, you're still funny. <laughs> and story about how I guess they went on some trip to Mexico. Um, and then were they came back and then had to go back to Mexico for something. And he was so freaked out about having to go back because it's a bad experience that he just he flipped a bitch in the middle of fucking traffic going into Mexico. Oh, I've seen this. Threw himself into the lane going out of Mexico. Yeah, they're like the <laughs> only like, people. The border patrol was like, "You can't do that. Come over here." They're like, "You have to get back in that lane and go into Mexico." He's like, "You can't fucking make me go back to Mexico." <laughs> He's like, "I'm an American, goddamn it." He's like, "I'm an American. You can't make me go back to Mexico." Yeah, I remember seeing that. Now, once you said like the getting like freaking out about going back to Mexico, um, this is not happening. Is a rabbit hole of amazing stories from yeah. like tons of people. Um, like I always love the Joey Diaz ones, but there's some I can't remember the comedian's name, but he tells one where he ends up playing beer pong at his house that he grew up in uh, when he's in his like 30s with um, and sons from Mumford and Sons. 
just like the rest of the band, but not the main guys, and the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> and it's like his parents' house, and he's like, I call my sister, I'm like, shit's about to go down. Uh, Mufford and Sons is about to play the Detroit Tigers of beer pong, because they think that they're going to beat them. And she is like, and then my sister's in her prom dress, which all these, like, all credit to her that she still fits in it. And then my dad comes down, and is like, pissed off. He's like, I have to go to work in three hours. And looks around, and is like, is that just in Verlander? <laughs> he goes back to bed. Dude, it's like a, just a ridiculous story. Because and each one of them is like themed. Um, but they are so good. Like some of them, the I, there's ones that have like multiple people like to tell them. Like there's another one with Ari Shafir and his friend, and they both do acid. And it's the two of them talking about their different trips because they end up breaking off at a certain point. Where one of them is literally running through Beverly Hills, tripping on acid. Not oh my to... god! Um, I think I saw Tom Segura do one of those too, but I don't remember. Oh, when he good. OD'd. Okay, there it is. Yeah, the the Tom Segura OD one is awesome. Um, Tom Segura, I had to check out more of because I stumbled upon him accidentally when they animated his um his his bit about watching Make a Murderer. <laughs> it's just him like it's him first of all he starts waxing about the people of wisconsin he's like he's like it's a show about a convicted murderer and the most attractive person on the show is the person who's in prison right now he's like everyone else in that city is fucking hideous <laughs> yeah, his, his, his podcast that he does with his wife who's also a comedian and who was also in road rules is great oh shit yeah his wife is uh christina Przinski. she was on yeah. road rules australia I'll have to look that up because yeah. that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was like she's, her and she's hilarious. Like, yes. And their podcast is great. And yeah, like all this stuff. One of my favorite things he talks about is like um you wouldn't know it because he looks super white, but he's half uh I can't remember. He speaks fluent Spanish because his yes. mom is like full, like she's an immigrant That's from like weird. he looks like uh, super white. Looks like Dan Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so well, like, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, Louis C.K. is like Mexican, Mexican actually. I, yeah, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, uh, I think we can actually start to wrap on this. It's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. nine twenty by me, so I'm sure it's uh, after midnight for you guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nine twenty plugs but lose here so it's gonna still take uh, i'm just gonna say go to lostharrow.wordpress.com find all the podcasts listen to those if you're listening to this just subscribe and listen to the shows and rate and review the abridged yeah. plug ah i see um i've been connor mcgross if we didn't do intros to still the show by the time i thought about it we were too far in so um there now you know what voice this is uh you can check out movie dumpster mario brothers is coming out soon we just recorded child's play three um that is that is a bad movie um it's it's real bad it's really fucking boring and uh what we actually had on for that episode was a friend of sean who recently before recording that episode uh got out of uh basic training so he had lots to say about the military academy presentation of that film um he also has a youtube channel where he talks about novelizations of films and guess what movie has a novelization? Child's Play Dreamboat. Oh. oh and he has weird insight from the book that is not present in the film that actually might have made the film a little funnier. Um, but he's also got a bunch of weird novelizations from other things. And I think he said 
uh, I think it was a Child's Play 3 novelization you can find on the internet for like $150 because it's just, it's no one has it. Really rare. But then again, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. Um, uh, I have an incredible amount of disdain for the Child's Play movies, so that's, that comes up a lot through the recording. But yeah, Mario should be out this week, so keep an eye for that. And then I have no idea what the fuck we're doing next, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been really busy, so Lost Hero Pod is on a little bit of a break till we till me and uh, Eric can record some new episodes. But uh, we should be back shortly. Uh, again, since I've been busy, uh, I haven't really been able to do much mash stuff or get on Hunter about making sure that we have mash stuff to do. So uh, listen to the older back episodes, and we'll have other mash stuff out very shortly to make up for the the dry spell that we're in uh so yeah that's i guess that's my stuff uh if you find me on social media go ahead but um i'm not gonna tell you my account or whatever like i don't care so yeah (laughs) um (laughs) and uh uh, eric isn't here so really we have no way to properly derail the ending of the show so uh let's go Mm -hmm. yeah Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Um, Sanders is only quitting because she has to go back to the board farm to wait for a Morton. (laughs) (laughs) My political joke. Damn. Fuck Rod (laughs) Wyfeld. Bye.